Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. Welcome to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Best Use podcast. I'm your host, Diana Jebbia. Hopefully you got something to drink doesn't matter what drink a choice and you are ready to talk because we've got lots going on tonight we're going to spill the bravo tea um i do have a shaz of sunset a little mini recap for you um yeah so how's it been going for you lately let's catch up shall we i'll be waiting for your responses in my head um this today this whole past week in la it has been nothing short of like 900 trillion billion degrees like, I now know what potatoes feel like when they're rolled up in foil and put in an oven. It's like this. I'm sweating so much. Like, my sweat is sweating. It's unbearable. It's like that episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when they were at Kyle's house and there was, like, a blackout and they were in the backyard and Dorit was complaining about the heat. Like, I thought she was a little bit annoying in that moment, but she was very much justified because if it was anything like today, it was hot. Okay? So... Hopefully you're staying cool both physically and mentally, okay? Why don't we get right into the Bravo tea? This week, I feel like it wasn't a very significant week, Bravo news-wise. I mean, there are a couple of things. Like, this is pretty cool. Nicki Minaj wants to host the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. This was awesome because I remember, you know, when they first did the trailer for Potomac, they used, like, a remix of Moment for Life, and... I don't know if they worked with her for that. Like, I was wondering what the logistics behind that were, but she was a fan because she posted it on her Instagram and said, I'll be hosting the reunion. Let me know what you all want to ask me. And Karen Huger was in support of it. Um, She actually, Nicki Minaj replies, Karen saying, I know a thing or two about being the grand dom. Yes. Yes. In a choice between Karen and Nicki, who is the grand dom, I'm voting for Nicki Minaj. There's no question like one is actually, you know, Pink Friday, total success, rolling in the dough. And one was like having tax issues, allegedly a couple of seasons ago. So, you know who my ground down vote lies with. Sorry, I don't mean to be shady. I'm just telling the truth. But here's the best part. After Nikki posted that, Andy Cohen was like, yeah. He said he wanted to see it. Oh, my God. Wait, while we're on the topic of celebrities, you know who should host the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion? Champagne Pappy, as Lisa Rinna calls him. Drake. Champagne Pappy, I know, but it was like so funny. Champagne Pappy. It's like Pappy Land. Do you remember Pappy Land, that show? It was like the grandpa and he was the artist and he would like paint stuff and draw stuff and it would come to life. Drake can be Champagne Pappy and then like he has magical champagne. With Lisa Renna. I'm, yes, bucket. Done. So could we have Nicki Minaj hosting the Potomac reunion? I mean, I don't know if they're like fully going to give her the gig, but I feel like she's definitely going to get a cameo of some sort. That was a nice unintentional segue into our next story um, because it's about cameos and Kelly Dodd being who she is. So she apparently did a cameo for someone And I guess, I mean, I don't have Cameo. Who's going to pay for a Cameo for me? I would have to pay people to request Cameos for me. Let's be real. Oh, if you don't, if you listening, like my mom who doesn't know what a Cameo is, 
it's basically um, like you could get a celebrity. So like a lot of the Bravo celebrities are on there. 90 Day Fiance reality stars. Um, some celebrities are on there. I think Lindsay Lohan's on there. You could get them to record a message for you. And like everyone charges different rates. So that's what Cameo is. And Kelly got a request from someone to make one. And I guess you can include pronouns. Again, I'm not 100% sure. That's what I'm gathering from the story because I don't use Cameo. So I don't know. So I think the person's name was Jennifer and wrote like she, her. So like Kelly knew which pronouns to say. And Kelly pretty much like trashed it like you're either a guy or a girl like blah blah like I'm not gonna use these it was so ignorant um and then her apology was just as bad oh wait back it up that's my back it up noise in the the original cameo where she was like trashing pronouns she then said like I'm fired I don't care Kelly that was me putting my phone down because I'm like so annoyed it's like you literally just like proved how much trash you are. Like, I'm fired. I don't care. So like respecting people's pronouns and respecting the way that they live and who they are is something you no longer have to do because you're fired. Check yourself. That's not OK. So she made an apology and it was like, well, I was raised in Arizona and like I'm not used to this. It was just such BS. And I want to know when are we going to stop? like caring I mean I guess I'm guilty like talking about her and giving her attention but like at what point do we stop like she's fired now her husband no longer works uh, for Fox I don't know if he was fired I don't know if it was a contract thing like who knows but I'm just saying like at what point do we let her become irrelevant you know because she's clearly doing this for some sort of reaction I guarantee it I guarantee it. I don't know. It's just annoying. And just seeing like the comments and support of her bad behavior, it's disheartening. It's disheartening how the Kelly Dodd supporters, they all just come out with the same message. It's like they watch a tutorial like, when defending Kelly Dodd, you must push this narrative. And here's what you read word for word. Here's like, Bravo only supports the woke. You have to say that at least five times if you want to support Kelly Dodd. No. No. For people who, I don't want to get too political, but I'm just saying, like, for people who want to claim that we can't think for ourselves, like, they're all just saying the same things about Kelly Dodd, and it's wrong. I'm going to just get off that rant right there. I don't know. It was just disappointing. Not surprising, but disappointing. Okay. Okay. Actually, like, one thing I want to talk about that has been really disappointing, too. This isn't Bravo-related, but Andy Cohen did talk about it on um, Watch What Happens Live. So I feel like it's relevant. Simone Biles, and everyone is getting mad at her for doing what's right for her. Like, I see a bunch of comments whenever, you know, there's a news story about how she withdrew from the competition in the Olympics because of her mental health. People are like, oh, how selfish and entitled are you? You can't suck it up for your country. I'm sorry. If you have dealt with mental health issues, and I, listen, everyone's mental health, if you deal with it, you know, and you have issues, everyone's is different. But like when I've had really bad days, I could barely leave my bed like I would literally feel like someone was sitting on my chest and it was hard for me to do anything. Some days it was hard for me to make it to the shower. So I can't imagine like running across a springboard and a vault and flipping and this and that and looking wonderful 
when feeling like someone was sitting on my chest. And again, I don't know if that's how Simone feels. Like everyone's manifests differently. Everyone's, you know, mental health problems, they manifest differently. But like if if people are going to come for her, sit down, sit down. This girl has gone through enough and she's been more than graceful about it. And she's won enough for us. It's not her responsibility to give us a medal. Oh, Brenda from Arkansas, are you wearing the gold medal? No, it's Simone's medal. Sit down. Brenda, you probably can't even do a cartwheel. I can't. I just needed to get that off my chest. That was really bothering me. Oh, oh, you know what we have to talk about? This is a little bit more lighthearted. This is a good transition. Sonia Morgan apparently wants to launch her own cabaret show, which she used to have her, her cabaretesque, which was definitely something else. But yeah, rumor has it. Um, I'm looking at reality tea right now, and they're saying she's working on, reportedly, she's reportedly working on launching her own cabaret show. Reality T says it's going to be called Sonia in Your City. That's kind of cute, but it's only going to be in New York. So it's not like a touring one, which I think Luann did tour. I saw her at Parks Casino back when I lived on the East Coast. Oh, also, wait, before I get into Luann's cabaret, guys, if you want to be in this rumored cabaret of Sonia's, you can audition. I think we should do it. I think we should plan a group number. There could be costumes. We can write an original song called I Partied with John John Kennedy. We always have the greatest time. Then Dorinda can have her own number called What Are You Doing Here Without Dorinda? And then she just pops out and we give her the justice she deserved when Luann stole Giovanni from her. Wow. Sonia, hire me as your um, show producer. But yeah, I have seen Luann's cabaret. My mom got uh, comp tickets over at Parks Casino. This was like right before I moved to L.A. And it was good. I mean, it is what it is. Like it was entertaining Definitely. I think Luann definitely thinks she's more talented than she is, which you know from watching the show. You know from watching the show that Luann takes this as her art. She takes it very seriously. You know, like in the morning, she's singing in front of the mirror. Thank God it was no one's birthday because then we would have gotten the happy birthday. But yeah, it, it was what it was. I do remember there was one point... Um, she was talking about playing the bongos. Uh, <laughs> I think I, if I remember correctly, it was like when she was in jail, she learned how to play the bongos. Or when she was in rehab, not jail, um, she learned how to play the bongos. And the song was Fever, which, as you know, is a Bravo favorite because now Gretchen from OC has sang Fever. Dorit did Fever for PK and Luann did Fever in her cabaret. And the, the band is playing and she's like, oh, let me try. And she just like taps the bongos barely, like somewhat on beat. And she she was feeling herself. And you know what? That's all that matters. It was enjoyable. I was happy the tickets were free. But I think Sonia's going to kill it. Oh, my God. Do you guys like do you know what's happening with that song Luann's doing for Christmas? Can we talk about that? I'm not going to recap the whole episode of The Real Housewives of New York this week, but it was such a good one. I love it whenever a Bravo liberty tries to record a song and they like zoom in on the, the sound guy's face because they're all horrified. Remember Gretchen when she had her singing career? 
Remember Kim Zolciak? And now we have like all of the housewives. Ramona like couldn't even get the words right. Sonia, um, diamonds and panties. That was hysterical. It's like, no, it's diamonds and parties. But no, because Sonia said diamonds and panties. It is now diamonds and panties. That's what her cabaret should be called. Diamonds and panties. But then Luann might get mad at her for taking it. But you know what, Luann? You did that to Dorinda with Giovanni. So there's that. But I, it was just so hysterical. Like every time they would sing. And then the, the sound guy was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I agreed to do this. Why did I agree to do this? Like I went to college for four years and majored in audio production. I have a, a degree in audio engineering or something like that. And I'm looking at these messy women try to sing. Hysterical. And also the song was kind of a ripoff of All I Want for Christmas is You, which I was listening to Watch What Crappens the other day. And I was so glad they said the same thing because I'm like, am I right in thinking that this pretty much is like a Mariah Carey ripoff? So it feels good to be validated by them. They don't know who I am, but I know who they are and I feel validated by them. I'm definitely going to blast that song this Christmas. Okay, new Christmas tradition. When my kids are growing up, you know, my kids I don't have yet, but one day will, hopefully. Um, I'm going to play that song while we put up the tree and we're going to hang the ornaments and have eggnog. And I'm going to be like, kids, while Ramona's singing badly. And when Leah comes on, I'm going to be like, hey, kids, when this song was going on, Leah was trying to just protect her rights and ask, you know, if she was legally okay to have her voice on this and what would happen if anyone tried to sample it illegally. And Luann called her a Scrooge. And that's not in the true spirit of Christmas. The true spirit of Christmas is making sure your back is clear when you go into any legal thing and your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. And that is something you should know. On the first Christmas, the three wise men delivered a contract for recording a Christmas song. They didn't. That's terrible. But yeah, um, that's going to be my my tradition with my kids one day. I love that for us. Hey, why don't we, because I'm derailing this, like this has just been on a steady decline. Why don't we just get into Shaw's, okay? So this week they're going on their trip. Gigi is planning a She's calling it not as glamorous, but like you you get to the house later on in the episode and it's still pretty large and in charge and glamorous, just rustic glam, I guess. They're going to the Redwoods, which is in North California. Um, So Gigi, it's Layla, Shervin. I'm so glad she made up with Shervin, by the way. That's one friendship I was missing. You know, the whole gang, Nima, Resiny, Resiny. Wow, Resiny. <laughs> They're one person now. Reza, Destiny. Um, Mike, MJ, London, they're all invited. And MJ and Reza, they're in a really good place now, which is so exciting to see. And we do see more of that on this trip. And MJ is talking to Tommy later on and she's saying like, oh, I think, you know, Reza wants to drop the restraining order. I think that, you know, you guys should make it right. Like it's time we move on. And I was really disappointed in Tommy for his response. Tommy was like, absolutely not. This is the only consequence I have for them putting a restraining order on me is for them not to be allowed to see my son. I think this was really messed up. 
it's almost like he's using um, Shams as a pawn in like his fight with Reza. And listen, to Tommy's credit, would it hurt if your friend put a restraining order on you, like your close friend or your wife's close friend of years, you know, but that's like your family at that point. Like that's how close they were. Would it hurt if someone put a restraining order on you? Sure. I'm sure he felt hurt. I'm sure he felt betrayed. But like that's why you don't break into people's houses and smash their potted plants because then they would feel threatened and put a restraining order on you. So that was just, I don't know what was worse, like Tommy using Shams as a pawn or just like being like, well, you put a restraining order on me. But it's like, yeah, dude, you totally deserved it. And it looks like Reza and Adam are okay with moving on. Like, come on, make your wife happy. Put your pride aside. That's that New York pride. Oh, speaking of New York pride, he was like, I would literally rather see the New York Yankees win a World Series then um, make up with Reza and Adam. And he's a Mets fan. And like that Yankees-Mets rivalry in New York, it runs deep. So like, let me tell you, as a born and raised New Yorker, he's mad. I don't know if he's going to compromise, but he should. He should make his wife happy. Like clearly their marriage was struggling. I think that if he were to you know make up with Reza that's probably weighing on MJ which she did mention a few episodes like she feels alone a few episodes ago so I don't know I don't know what's gonna come of that I'm just disappointed in Tommy this episode I really am I feel like this episode wasn't super eventful until we get in the bus and we start the trip so it's like a seven hour trip. California is a very big state. They are driving in this. Um, I guess it's an RV. I've never been in one of those. <laughs> and Layla, who is Gigi's sister and Sherbin, are like sharing the driving, which truthfully, I want to know, how do they decide who drives on these trips? Like if someone approached me and they're like, hey, do you want to come on a trip with the cast of Shaws? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And they'd be like, but you have to drive an RV. I'm like, OK, no, thank you. I'm good. Love. Enjoy. Could you imagine being in charge of however many people are on the cast? I'm not going to sit here and count, but you know the main cast. But what we don't see is the camera crew in there. So like somebody's all up in there with a boom mic and a camera and you got to drive this like bus along the freeway. No, thank you. So I give Layla and Shervin a lot of credit. Plus, like these people are fighting the whole time. Literally, Mike and Reza get on the bus and they almost start going at it. And Gigi's like, no, no, we have a long drive. Like, we're not doing that right now. I can't. But you know who does go at it, which was kind of random? Reza in London. I don't know how I feel about London. I like that London is a voice of reason on the show. So, like, she's clearly the, um, like, relationship expert. And she's being helpful when it comes to you know, Nima and his love life and making amends with certain people who were feuding on the show. But I don't, I just, besides that, I feel like I don't really know much about her. And she was going on and on and talking kind of like how I'm doing right now. And Reza was like, oh, like zip it. And they got into a fight and he's like, oh, I don't need you. Or she's like, I don't need you. And he's like, we don't need each other or something like that. Which was iconic. But yeah, Reza... I love Reza. Reza is so nice to me on Instagram. By the way, I feel like I'm friends with him. He reposted me a couple times 
Love that. So I do feel bad talking badly about him. But like I've said a bunch of times, like your besties, you call each other out. That's what you do. Um, And Gigi is a good bestie at the end of this episode. And she does call Reza out on this. He just gets too far too quick. I feel like it's probably a defense mechanism. Has to deal with how he grew up and, you know, his dad and all that. So I could see why London was upset with him telling her to zip it. And I think that he just needed to chill in that moment. And at the end of this episode, it looks like he starts to realize the wrong he's doing. That was just such an eventful bus ride, though. Like, they're all screaming. Layla's, like, driving. I don't know. I would not want to be on that bus. Would not. So they get to the cabin, I guess you can call it. And, like, oh, my God. It is... Where did they find these places? So for those of you who haven't seen the episode, it's like this treehouse looking thing. It's big. It's not like a shabby little thing. It's huge. Um, there are plenty of rooms. Like it's it's like rustic chic, I guess, if you could even use chic. I don't know. But there's all like taxidermy moose on the wall and other animals. And it's in the middle of the woods and there are branches and they got to walk up all these stairs and they're just like, what's going on? I don't know where, I don't know if the producers like go to airbnb.com and it, they search like weird Airbnbs that nobody ever stays at, but still are glamorous because I don't know how they found this. This one was definitely wild. I literally just like tried to Google like Shazza Sunset, Redwood Cabin, like nothing. Nothing came up. Maybe this is a set. I'm just kidding. It's definitely not a set. But this cabin is absolutely wild. And then Gigi told everyone to bring a saloon-themed outfit, which I love how this group, no matter how mad they are at each other, they're always willing to just get down and party. Like, I hope, I hope that Mike... Like, and Reza go at it in stupid cowboy costumes with, like, toy guns. Like, could you imagine them yelling and then one, like, shoots the fake gun and the little flag comes out and it's like, bang. Or or it says something, like, rude, like, put your girl on a muzzle. Like, Gigi had what she said about Paulina. Oh, my God. I hope that happens. Oh, I want to backtrack for a second because we do see a lot of great editing in this episode, like Shaw's in the Wild is brought back. But in the beginning of the episode, Gigi had said something about like, oh, it's like being in a sitcom. And they did a cute little sitcom opening for the show. And that was it. That was the last we heard of it. I was a little bit disappointed in that. But the conversations on this vacation, they're just wild. So Nima and Destiny are having this little like flirt. I don't, how do you feel about this? This seems like a forced storyline to me. Like they were not getting along and then he apologizes and it's like, oh, I always thought you were a catch. And then when they're on the couch together and they're talking about like having sex with other people and like, what do you like and how long do you last? And it was just uncomfortable. Like it seemed like such a forced relationship. And then you got Mike. The definition of the men are menning. I don't know how Nima said this. He's like, the first round's 10 to 20 minutes, and then it's 30 to 40, and Mike's like, oh, you only go 10 minutes? I go hours. I break people's back, which, like, I had to agree with Nima there. Like, if you're saying you break people's backs and you go for hours, you're not. You're a liar. Like, at least be realistic. Come on. 
I, I just can't. Mike's got to be so macho for his own good. It's got to be exhausting. It must be exhausting being Mike. It's like Kermit. It's not easy being green. It must be exhausting being Mike. Do I smell another meme I might make? Perhaps. If you haven't seen my Sheriff Mike, there's a snake in this group meme, please redirect yourself to my Instagram at Diana Jebbia, okay? Because it's a must-see. Reza liked it. Reza thought it was very funny. I don't know. So are we going to see Nima and Destiny get together this season? I really hope not. I think that would be the show Jumping the Shark. And they kind of, I felt bad for Nima after this. They kind of called him like 10-minute Nima. Um, and when there was a deer on the wall, they were like, oh, Nima means deer in Farsi. And then Shervin was like, no, 10 minute deer. He's he always like gets the short end of the stick. Another weird conversation that happened, but like this was kind of hysterical. They were talking about how MJ sent a topless picture to Shervin, Mike and I think Nima. Yeah, Nima. Because she got into a fight with her husband. She's like, well, I'm fighting with Tommy. So I, I sent them a video of my boobs. Like, where's the logic? Like, I love this for her, but like, I don't support this. If that makes any sense. I can't support this in real life, but like, it makes for excellent TV. The, the petty level is phenomenal. It's aspirational, but I could not do that in real life. I just don't get this group. Like one minute they're ripping each other's heads off. The next they're like sending topless pictures. It's just really funny. It's so funny. So Gigi and Reza catch up outside and they're talking about, you know, what happened on the bus with London and how Reza kind of just came for her too much, too hot. And Gigi, I liked how Gigi's been a lot better at explaining herself. She's definitely shedded that Loch Nessa persona. Um, so she said to him, like, look, you were scary on the bus and things you've said about MJ in the past. Like you guys were friends for 20 years and you came at her with that disgusting. I'm not even going to repeat it, but the disgusting thing he said about her a couple of seasons ago, like we're working on our friendship for a year. Do you see my fear of you doing something like that to me, like writing me off if we have one fight? And Reza seemed very remorseful. He had tears in his eyes and I think that's a sign of growth. I do. I don't know if we're going to get Mike and Reza on the same page this season. I don't know if we're ever going to have a season where everyone gets along. But I think that Reza is starting to just become more self-aware and fix those qualities about him that like allow him to fly off the handle so quickly. I think there's hope there. But next episode, I'm excited for. Okay, so first of all, we have another murder mystery, it looks like, because I'm like, Vanessa screamed and Bravo. This is like so tired. This is so tired. So we've had the murder mystery uh, with the Dallas. We've had the murder mystery in New York City. Did we do a murder mystery in Atlanta? I think we did a murder mystery in Atlanta when like the, the Bolo Bachelorette trip. I don't, I don't know. So now we have another one in the dress and saloon outfits. I think we, like Bravo producers who are hooked on the to be continues and the murder and mystery, this has to be the same guy who's doing it. And we need to get him in a meeting and tell him to stop because we're not, we're over it. But I'm definitely excited for next week's episode. Also, Destiny um, 
gets a call from Paulina and Paulina was like, oh, I'm moving my stuff out or whatever. I I forgot to mention earlier, um, Reza kind of got on mic saying like, you don't let Paulina come around. He's like, she doesn't want to come around. And I think next week when she calls Destiny and we hear more of that, we're going to get the truth. But here's the thing. This is the thing that pisses me off about Paulina. And it's hard because I can't blame her for it because she's probably afraid. But she'll go and she'll tell the group one thing and be like, Mike's doing this. That's shitty. Or Mike treated me this way. And then when he's getting called out for it, she backs up. And she's like, oh, you know, like at the party, she went home with him. Or when um, he had her on speaker and she's like, oh, I wanted to tell you something. And then it was like, I can't trust you guys. Come on, Paulina. What are you doing? You have one job. The job is to expose Mike. Who cheats all the time and also who apparently dated Gigi's sister. I totally forgot about that. That's weird. I don't know why Mike continues to put up this front like does he think we're stupid does Mike seriously watch this show and all however many seasons of the show there are there have been a lot it's been on for a very long time does he watch all these shows and think like oh the audience is definitely gonna believe me they're definitely gonna believe I'm loyal they totally forgot about how this is like the 98.7th time I've cheated on someone on this show the audience has my back no we don't Mike I don't know. I can't with him. And that's a popular opinion. I think most people can't with Mike. But do you know what an unpopular opinion is? I got a few. I asked today on um, my Instagram page, which again is at Diana Jevia. Please follow me if you aren't. Like, what are you doing with your life if you're not? I'm mildly judging you in a friendly way. I asked you for your unpopular opinions so we could do a little unpopular opinion segment of yeah that's my opinion it's like that's my unpopular opinion uh, I heard from a few of you this week it was really nice so Marissa she writes in every week which I love she said that Leah was wrong about trying to get legal about Luann's song so what we had spoken about the song that Luann did for Christmas and Leah wanted to keep her you know just make sure that her uh, eyes were dotted and her T's were crossed legally that she was good she Marissa is saying that Leah was wrong for that so that I actually disagree with I but I'm a paranoid person I am literally the most paranoid person on the planet I am the kind of person that it'll be I don't know 2 a.m. and I'm like where's my birth certificate like just wakes up in the middle of the night like oh my god did I turn my straightener off and it's like I haven't straightened my hair in four days so I, from that perspective, I do understand Leah wanting to make sure that everything was legally sound. I don't know if she necessarily went about it the right way, but I don't think Luann's reception to her led her to be able to go about it in the right way. Like if Luann got back to her with, you know, the info she needed, it wouldn't happen how it did. I think that Ebony had the right idea where Ebony was like, okay, if this wasn't for charity, I would have had my lawyer all up in there. But since it was, I would sign first and then discuss later. Uh, my friend Raquel wrote in this week. She said she's talking about below deck med. I hated Malia every season, but like her more on this one with two question marks. Fun fact. 
I have not watched Below Deck this season because of Captain Sandy and Malia. I'm very upset by what they did to Hannah. I've mentioned it a few times on this show. And truthfully, I think that Below Deck has run its course. Like the prime cast members that used to be there weren't there. I don't know. Malia's terrible. But I want to look. Hold on. I'm going to like look up what's going on with Malia like a little caught up it looks like Malia um was involved with the feud with Lexi who's a second stew she was kind of getting angry at people in the hot tub threw their rank into it um I'm just gonna say maybe that's like Bravo trying to give her a better edit because Malia's been terrible but I can see how you would side with her for a scenario like that definitely compared to the other seasons because she was just like a complete snake on the other seasons I don't know maybe I should should I watch Below Deck Mad should I give it another chance DM me and let me know Lindsay Lindsay said her unpopular opinion is Dorit carries Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for the last three seasons a star I agree with that that is a popular opinion in the land of me I'm obsessed with Dorit I think Dorit might be my favorite housewife You know, when someone always asked me, like, who's your favorite housewife? The go-to answer was always Erica Jane. For the longest time, it was Erica Jane. And now it can no longer be that for obvious reasons. But I love Dorit. I think Dorit is entertaining. She has the money. She shows off her clothes. She's ridiculous in all the best ways. Was the first season underwear thing with Erica a good look? No. Was it producer-fueled? Possibly. I just an outsider looking making my own assumptions it's possible but I think she's great so I think we can keep Dorit around on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for a while longer do you know what another unpopular opinion I got um from Bravo Bronado he said that people need to chill the fuck out with their obsession with Kathy Hilton so he says that she is hilarious um, but he just doesn't get the obsession. He loves her, but like we need to relax. I mean, yeah, I, I think she's hysterical. I don't know if I would say obsessed. I do think I'm like, oh, my God, I hope she comes on full time. But like, I know she wouldn't need to just because of her money. But I just think she brings like a much needed comic relief to this season because we're dealing with such heavy stuff like with Erica's legal problems and then Crystal opening up about her eating disorder. Um, I think the balance with heavier topics such as those to, you know, who is hunky dory? Like it's just a much needed laugh, but I can see how people would be like, all right, it's tired. Move on. Well, this was just another episode that completely flew by. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, I'm on vacation next week, but I am recording with my pal, your pal, everybody's pal, Samaj, of the Me I Am podcast. So you'll get that treat banked for you while I'm away in Vegas doing absolutely nothing, positively nothing. I joke. I'm like, I'm going to die by drinking one of those daiquiris out of a cup that looks like a guitar that you hang from your neck but that's so much sugar I'm not gonna do that I used to be able to at 21 now it would just be like oh I have a headache but I'm, I'm very excited so I will talk to you live in person well not live but like in real time a couple weeks from now enjoy the the pre 
made podcast I have for you coming out soon. Don't forget to follow me at Diana Jebbia on Instagram, on TikTok. If you love shows like The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Love Islands, um, I got some pretty good tea about that too. Selling Sunset. You can always catch up with me, the latest on my Instagram and TikTok. And while you are on social media, go ahead and follow Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcasts and Believe Pop Culture. Check out the rest of the amazing pop culture shows Believe has to offer. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Why did I just thank you? I'm not hanging up on the phone with you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.